0: We are planning your financial future. I'm Scott Thompson. Andy Lister and Don Fox are here from IG Private Wealth Management. Lots of ways to get a hold of them. You can start with the phone at 905 529 7165. Leave a message. They will return your call. And check out their website at Andy and Don. That's Andy and Don, all one word, dot com. You can ask a question there and listen to old shows, uh, archive shows as well. Good
1: morning, gentlemen. Good Happy morning, new Scott. Year. Happy, Happy year, Scott. New Year. I'm so excited for 2019. I know. Yeah. Did you guys?
0: Have a good one. Was it a good oh. holiday. Yes, you excellent. Didn't, you didn't overspend, did you? Oh, over, Absolutely. Eight. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> over eight. Yeah, over eight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I hear that.
2: But with that, there's a couple new
0: year red, New Year's resolutions so to finan- offset those financial New Year's excellent. resolutions. But
2: before we start that, I understand that in the past week uh, you hit your 35th mm-hmm. year. In the broadcasting business. Thank you for making me wow. feel old. 34. Oh, Congratulations. Yeah. That's great. We all have something in common because yeah. I'm at 33, Andy's at yeah, right. 34, and you've hit 35. Yeah, 35. So yeah. yeah. You're, you're the I, veteran here.
0: Clearly saying which, which occupation requires more education, I say. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, uh, so, so New Year's resolutions financially. By the way, thank you for that. You're, you're very welcome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it's kind of interesting. This is the year,
2: or time of year rather, that everybody tries to make a change. Yeah. And, and quite often it could be, you know, fitness. It could be diet. But interesting enough, forty-five percent of New Year's resolutions are about money. Almost half. About yeah. half. Yeah. Really? Practically half. Now,
0: having said because that, because it costs money to go to the gym,
2: actually, <laughs> <It could be. laughs> um, you know, there's lots of reasons. They all have this thing. Okay, because particularly in Canada now, with you know the the debt that yeah. Canadians um, are almost unprecedented mm-hmm. at, on how much debt they have based on their incomes. Mm-hmm. And so, 45% of people in the North America, this is actually a US figure, but I'm sure Canadians are the same, um, make a resolution based on finances, and 8% keep them. Hmm. So, eh, Well, good for them. You know, <laughs> <laughs> about one in 12 keep them. Yeah. Uh, and and it's, again, it's, it's like anything, it's, it's, whether it's a diet, whether it's a workout program, everybody gets, you know, I'm gonna do it this year. Hmm. And you know what, when it comes to money, there's no really bad time to start. But January 1st or start a new year, that's another new s- turn that chapter. Sure. It's kind of like if your golfer says, you know what, that first nine was terrible. Start the back nine and start that's all it. over and put that behind you. And that's kind of what you need to do when you're doing your, financials, your financial planning is looking at, okay, maybe I didn't do everything I should have in the last year or two years or longer, but I'm going to start a new page. This is my TSN turning point, mm-hmm. so to speak. I'm going to make a change now because it's a ma- absolutely amazing how that can change, can make a dramatic difference say when you are 65 or forever, Mm -hmm. basically. So one of the first ones is number one is simply identify your financial goal. Mm. You know, what are your goals? Are you trying to update at your education? Do you want to pay down your loans? Do you want to get rid of those credit cards? Uh, You know, do you want to um, do something, you know, maybe start a pack where it's uh, so much comes each month. Mm -hmm. You know, whatever the case is, identify and be specific. Because if you aren't specific on that goal, it's all nice to say, you know what, this year I'm gonna put some extra money away, or this year, but no, no, say exactly what you wanna do. I'm gonna get my credit cards paid off by December 31st, 2019. Mm -hmm. Or I'm definitely going to put more towards my retirement plan. Or I'm gonna top up my tax-free savings accounts by the end of this year. Mm -hmm. Whatever it might be, be specific. There's a far greater likelihood it will happen if you do that. Mm -hmm. Number two, start tracking your budget. Again, going to number one, if it's just this absolute general term, yeah, I'm going to do this and it's going to be a better year. And, well, well, maybe if you actually got some software and put down your current situation, and that's, just, that's the key about tracking your budget. A lot of people don't even know what their current budget is. They just know they're either got a lot of money in their bank because they're saving too much or... I don't know if there's actually a thing called saving too much. But anyway, (laughs) or they are saying, wow, I don't know why we- It's called spending too little. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe they should be putting that into an investment, uh, earning a little higher return. But if it's just sitting in their bank account, that's also a problem. But at the same time, I would suggest more people on the other side say, gosh, why do we have this credit card balance? And what that generally means, unless there was an emergency that took place, it means that your credit cards are subsidizing your lifestyle. Mm-hmm. you are literally using and I actually had this situation last week and I said it's worked out in the last five years that it's been so many hundred dollars per month that you've been putting on your credit card right and it just it's it's kind of like weight gain it slowly catches up to you yeah you know also it's not like wow look at this we got ten thousand this month no no it's like wow it's a ah we got five hundred a little extra too much this month but next month it'll be better mm. and it's slowly next thing you know it's a year goes by it says, wow, we got six grand on my credit card
0: so you're overweight and broke.
2: <laughs> yeah, it could be. No exactly. fun. Not a good time. No Not, fun. Don't make 2019 overweight and broke, okay? <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Not a good way. So there's so many great apps and programs that you can find out there through your phone. There's some, actually, there's some even linked right to the banking. Quicken's a very good one. But there's so many that are, generally speaking, I would suggest there's some great ones for the phones because it's right with you. Actually, probably more people have their phone with them than anything else. Yeah. Okay, so I would suggest finding one that fits their, their situation. Um, number three is why don't you find your credit score? And you can go to Equ- Equifax and find this. There's also others that you can Google, and they'll give you an immediate credit score. I found it fascinating. I ha- actually hadn't done my own forever. Mm. Okay, they did a one for my mortgage, I suppose, way back, but I haven't actually done one. So I actually went through this. And within about three minutes, I had my credit score and you know, thank you. It was actually quite good. I was so, going to say yep, you need to follow your yeah, own advice, yeah, no problem. <laughs> everything was good, uh, but it's <laughs> interesting. I didn't really understand the different levels and basically uh, credit score ranges from 300 to 900 mm-hmm. with 300 being the worst and 900 being the best. And in my case it was 840, mm-hmm. so it turned out to be excellent. Mm-hmm. Okay um eight you're ready for a big purchase, oh you don. know don. <laughs> right.
1: what are you buying don what are you buying <laughs> uh, and, and is, credit c- cards are just landing <laughs> in the mail yes. every day yes.
2: whoever's listening i'll get a free lot of them in the mail now <laughs> That's you watch
0: right wow look at this let's see what don's driving this spring <laughs>
2: <laughs> um but it turns out 800 to 900 is considered excellent and the saying on the on the website says oh the stars a limit you can even
1: get better than that how do you get 900
2: I have no idea how you yeah, get 900.
1: Really. I want to know now. There's
2: so many different ways whether <laughs> you've got too much um, credit outstanding or too many credit cards. Mm-hmm. Even asking mm-hmm. for a credit score apparently will lower your credit. But I actually this you got to be kidding. Yeah, that makes no sense. I don't get it because you should know this. Yeah, and as in this particular site said, this will not lower your credit score. Mm-hmm. I went to says okay, I've heard it does, so this yeah. one won't. So perfect. Um, but it was that quite interesting because it shows all the debts that you might have, all the different credit cards you have, but it's really interesting and it didn't happen to me, but I also showed a canceled credit card that I had last year. Mm -hmm. Now it's now closed, but it had it still showing up on my credit score. That'd be interesting to say, well, I've tried to get rid of that one. I thought I got rid of that one. So it's a great chance to say, you know, I'm going to clean up some of these cards Mm because there may be some dormant cards that you haven't used in years, Mm -hmm. but they're still showing up and actually could affect your credit score. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, 720 to 799 still is very good, and you'll have access to lots of credit. 650 to 719, good, but generally speaking, you'll pay a higher interest rate if your credit score is between 650 and 719. Mm -hmm. 600 to 649, fair you probably have a history of not making all your debt payments and so not great. And you'll probably pay again, even a higher interest rate on your debt. If you are between 300 and 599, not good. Yeah. That's a large, big range too. And you need work and it and you will be limited on the kind of credit you'll be able to access. So what affects your credit score? Um, late or missed payments. Mm -hmm. Interesting enough. We had a client that, they're they had somebody who was supposed to make their payments for them. Mm-hmm. They hired a family member to pay all their bills for them.
0: Yeah.
2: And this happened while they were in Florida and so forth. And they just thought this would be easy, you look after them, we'll pay you something to look after this while we're away. Turns out they missed a bunch of them. Uh-oh. Well their their credit score went down the tubes.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And they're late consistently on their credit cards. Mm-hmm. And they thought they were and of course they were never told this, yeah. but even a few days late mm-hmm. consistently drop their, their, credit score. Having too many or too few credit cards actually will reduce your credit score. So what's the perfect number? That's a good question. Didn't ever actually told yeah, me this, but yeah. anyway, having high balances on your credit. Yeah. Now again, high balance is relative. I would suggest it's relative to the income you're making. Right. Okay. So if you're a student and you've got a $2,000 credit card balance, it's probably high, mm-hmm. but you, if you're you,
1: do you balance or limit
2: uh, balance, balance. Uh, so you owe that. Okay. You owe that. And also, um, By checking through this, you actually will be able to see, well, maybe I can increase my credit card limit. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's not a bad thing either because it shows that you're able to get this credit.
0: And uh, often they'll call you and say, do you want us to jack it up? Yeah, or you I've got a letter in the mail yeah. or something, yeah.
2: Yeah, and actually even having too many credit card applications out there will lower your credit card.
0: Yeah.
1: Congratulations, <laughs> yeah. you qualify for another 5,000. Yeah. It's
0: amazing, though, because you see so many services that say, make sure you know your credit rating, and here you can uh, you know, use this uh, whatever and, and get your credit score, but they don't tell you, although checking on it could. Like, I mean, what if someone wants to check it on, an, uh, on a regular basis? That theoretically brings their score down. I guess so, yeah. I mean, I know uh,
1: definitely if you're, like if, if it's a retailer and you're applying for, if you're applying for any kind of credit card or loan or for rent, like, mm-hmm. or sorry, as a, as a renter, right, if someone's right. applying and looking at your credit score, I think the, the more times that that happens, yeah, the worse it is. Yeah.
2: And it doesn't even actually have to be a loan that you're missed or late on. If you're, if you're late on, say your cell phone bill, mm-hmm. that's a credit score that goes against yeah, your credit score or rent score. I guess, or, or, orders, rent or yeah. anything. Yeah. These things can be applied against mortgages are also in there, of course, but you know, it's kind of interesting. One thing I, I didn't think was, well, just if you're late on some, like your cable bill, yeah,
1: that goes against your credit score. It's funny because most of the time, it's not like people don't have the money. Like yeah, they're it's just, just procrastinated the, exactly. and, yeah, and, yeah. and, and it's, they could have paid it on
0: time. Yeah, just yeah. poor bookkeeping. Yeah, yeah
2: and that's, that's definitely the case. And where you can automate a lot of these payments now. Yes. Yeah. And this is where it's extremely smart to do that, especially if you are going to Florida, if you're a snowboard, yeah. have an automated. <laughs> And then it'll just come out on a certain day of each month, and you're and you're good to go.
1: Do you know I've seen that on credit cards where it's automated. They actually charge you a huh. dollar to make an automated payment. Wow, wow. <laughs> you're getting penalized. I'm <laughs> not surprised. I guess it's worth it if you're going to miss yeah. it. But
2: yeah, okay. There's good reason just to do it yeah. yourself. Um, you know, commit some time on on re, on spending. You know, different things that you may have already. So have a, a no spend day, mm-hmm. or have a no spend week, and commit that time. And, and use up those gift certificates you collected yeah, over, yeah. or try to find free entertainment, you know, go for a hike, um, go to, there's actually interesting, different cities have all this free entertainment, quite often we don't take advantage of it. Mm-hmm. So do that once a week, a year.
0: Yeah.
2: And just for fun, just to see what it's like. Get healthy and join a gym. Okay. And sorry, get healthy without joining a gym. Yeah. Okay. In fact, if you already have a gym and you've said, wow. Wow. I've been into this gym like once and that was three years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It mm-hmm. may be a good idea to get rid of that membership. Yeah. $50 a month or whatever it is and start using
1: videos or hike outside do the winter yeah. activities
2: there's so many things yeah, it's not like your...
1: it's not like they won't let you rejoin oh yeah. gosh no <laughs> no uh, sorry it's an exclusive you quit you can't that's come it. back but more than likely they will give you a great deal that's right you can yeah, join a better deal that's right my wife did that <laughs> there you go quit once a year yeah quit and then they'll <laughs> get you back uh
2: num- number six boost your rsp contributions And particularly, I can't stress this enough, max the work ones. When there's a matching program at Mm. work and they're going to put 10 cents, 50 cents on every dollar you contribute, max that if you can. Mm. Make that a priority for 2019.
0: All right. Is that it? There's a whole lot. We'll
2: get to a bunch afterwards.
0: We are planning your financial future. I'm Scott Thompson. Andy Lister and Don Fox are here from IG Private Wealth Management, 905-529-7165. Or check out the website, andyanddon.com. We're coming right back. I'm Scott Thompson, Andy Lister and Don Fox are here from IG Private Wealth Management. This is Planning Your Financial Future. If you'd like to speak with Andy and Don, 905-529-7165, leave a message, they will return your call, and check out their website at andyanddon.com, that's andyanddon.com. Talking about your health, specifically heart attacks and how that can affect more than just your body. It's
1: true, and I was uh, reading a blog recently by uh, a doctor, his name's Dr. Goldman, and um, you can probably Google that to find out more information, but it it was fascinating to me. That uh, from a doctor's perspective, how much interest they took in the financial impact of a heart attack mm. or a stroke.
0: Maybe that gets people's attention more.
1: <laughs> I guess so because it's you know it's more common I guess yeah. than, than anything else. And so I just wanted to um, to step through some of the findings from uh, the research that he had done, and mm. then uh, offer some insight too in terms of some of the solutions, etc. But it's uh, it, you know I always knew, and Don and I will often look for when we're speaking with a client. Are there any insurance issues that we need to address to make sure that you're protected and, uh, and certainly we always end up talking about heart attack or stroke mm-hmm. and, and how to protect yourself from that. But, um, but I, you know, and the insurance companies always send us information that says, oh, here's the impact of, you know, one in three will have a heart and mm-hmm. that's fine. But this was more of a third party piece of information, which I thought was excellent. And so we know that, um, uh, and this was in health Canada tells us the sti- statistics are that one third of all heart attacks happen in mid career. Mm. One third of all heart attacks happen in mid-career and one quarter of all strokes happen in mid-career as well. And, um, they, they went on to look at a, a CMA, a, a medical association study, and they tallied the economic fallout or the financial cost of this. And they researched or took part in a, a study through MIT and StatsCan, and what they were able to do was link hospitalizations and income tax records from 2005 to 2013 for 24,000 people between the age of 40 and 61 who had had a heart attack or a stroke so you know, this is right in our wheelhouse. We're yeah. all in this sort of age group mm-hmm. and um, and trying to understand the impact from their tax returns of those people that ended up hospitalized. And so they would have had to have worked for at least two years before they had their heart attack or stroke. And they also then were compared to a healthy person, so right. somebody who didn't have a heart attack or stroke. And so what were the findings? Well, they discovered that those who had a heart attack had an annual, An average annual loss of income uh, in the year after their heart attack of $3,834, okay? If you had a cardiac arrest, now I'm not a doctor, so I'm just a heart attack I'm assuming is uh, that period of sensation where you're about a heart uh, versus a cardiac arrest where your heart actually stops right, and they right. have to re uh, right. restart you. If you had a cardiac arrest, the annual loss of income was $11,143. Mm. And if you had a stroke, the cost was $13,278. Wow. Longer, so re- longer
0: rehabilitation.
1: Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You know what? You're bang on. So, uh, so it's clearly stroke was the most co- co- financial cost wow. at, of all three um, but in general the loss ranged from about 8% of income up to 31% of income so why was the loss of income happening and you know, in terms of a heart attack, well, obviously the most obvious one was your loss of employment, Mm -hmm. right? So, um, and what they looked at is that, but even after three years, three years after your heart attack incident, incident, 5% of the people in the survey or in that study were still unemployed. So 5% more unemployment as a result of having a heart attack, they were basically weren't able to get back to work. Cardiac arrest after three years, 13% more were unemployed. And if you had a stroke after three years, 20% of people were still unemployed Mm. after three years. Wow. So, uh, and those that were able to work, go right back to work as, as, as soon as possible, saw their earnings drop by 20%. So maybe they couldn't, work as long or as many hours, or they had to take still more time off. Uh, so clearly there was, you know, another impact and just even coming back to work. There was also an increase, uh, more loss of income, a higher loss of income for those that were in the lower income earning people. So Mm -hmm. looking at the tax returns and the stratas, those lost a higher percentage, um, that were low income earners and the, um, there was a higher length of hospital stay for those with lower income as well, Mm -hmm. right? So that that decreased, sorry, the longer you stayed in the hospital, the lower your income would be as Mm -hmm. a result of that. Um, And there was also an increase in other illnesses. So if you had um, kidney disease or chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, that also created more loss of income as well. Mm -hmm. And those tend to be sort of byproducts sometimes of of when you've had a, a a heart attack, stroke, or um, uh, or cardiac arrest. So, here's a question, though. And there were sort of three categories here. But in the first group, who do you think lost more income after a heart attack, cardiac arrest, or stroke? Men or women?
0: Uh, I'm just taking a guess. I'll say
1: men. I would go with men too. Women. Wrong. Look no, at us sorry, man. just kidding. It's equal.
2: Oh, <laughs> <really>? ah, <laughs> Trick question. I like messing with you guys. You know, trick that. question. So
1: uh, it was equal. Who lost? Here's another one. Who lost more income? Married people or single people? I think it's the same. It's equal. I would go with married. Equal is the answer. Ah, uh, see, you're catching you this on, I know. Come
0: on, you should know this by now.
1: All right, <laughs> and finally, who lost more income? Those who are self-employed or those who are employed?
0: Self employed, I would say that too.
1: Equal again. Seriously. Equal again. Wow. And I would have thought you would have thought with people who are employed yeah. would have you benefits. know short term disability exactly. and benefits nice. in place, et cetera. Yeah. But often being able to access those mm-hmm. and qualify for them, et cetera, and even didn't have any change in terms of the statistics. Hmm. So that's very. I that was powerful. Yeah, because a lot me. of them have short-term
2: disability. That's right. So I yeah, yeah. Con- continuation right away.
1: So how did this? Uh, so what was the impact of the loss income? Is we often they saw that many of those individuals ended up having to borrow money to keep afloat. So there was also an increased incident of bankruptcy. Wow. Uh, and you talk about credit <laughs> scores, etc. I'm sure it would have a big impact, messing up your credit score as well. Also, a big increase in the amount of stress that you have in your life, and what happens when we have higher stress? Yeah, higher blood pressure, More uh, health and, issues, and less, and and that's worse for your heart. Mm-hmm. So you increases your or decreases your heart health as well. And uh, and in terms of your family, the family, the study realized that you know lot of your healthy members of your family end up picking up the slack. Yeah. So it could be a spouse, it could be, and also there was looking at how it often changed the career path for your children as well. Hmm. So remember, these are, these are men and women between 40 and 61. Yeah. So there's still Kids children family. around, yep. right? Exactly. So the other, and that's the key thing when you're in your, between 40 and 61, these are also your peak earning years, mm-hmm. right? So you're earning the most possible, uh, you can, and during that phase you know, and we see this all the time, but people are really focusing on paying down their mortgage. Mm -hmm. They're focusing on saving for RRSPs and topping up their uh, retirement plan as well. So education, education, and and either paying that off or or funding that as well. So you're in a peak demand for some more something, more stress, but you're also trying to really sort of set yourself up for retirement, yeah. but you're you're in your peak earning years, and you can afford to do and this. Even worse, they could be in that
2: sandwich generation, yeah, where they're yeah. helping their parents on one end and kids on the other. So That's yeah, right.
1: They are the engine of the, the money engine. Yeah, right absolutely. So, and of course, as we talked about earlier, but clearly, stroke was the worst. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, And this was particularly vulnerable for people that are in rural areas because access to rehabilitation and the facilities that help people recover from stroke, they have to travel further distances or they just don't have access to to the rehabilitation as well. So what's the solution? Well, in the study they talked about, is there a way to create maybe government tax credits that could help Offset this impact of the of the financial impact. Is there a way to create an income supplement or something that uh, could help reduce the impact of this as well? And I guess you know it's it's a hard to measure, but if they're basically saying is that if we can put something in place that helps insulate people from the impact of these illnesses, then overall, from a health perspective and a societal health perspective, your family health perspective. Everyone's better off. So what is, what might be the cost from a government perspective, but the savings could be enormous in Mm -hmm. terms of uh, down the road as well. And, um, you know, I obviously, and something that Don and I will talk about with our clients is something as insurance where you can self-insure yourself. There's CI, which stands for critical illness insurance Mm -hmm. and critical illness insurance covers you for, well, the three major ones, heart attack, stroke, and cancer. And, uh, and then there's a number of other myriad ones that they'll cover you as well. But basically, if you, are, if you have a heart attack and you survive the heart attack or a cardiac arrest uh, by 30 days, so you have to survive 30 days, then you will receive a tax-free lump sum. Mm-hmm. So in order to buy the insurance, I just put together a quick quote here. So if you're a male age 40, non-smoker, a $50,000 critical illness insurance policy, uh, and there's kind of three different types. There's sort of a short-term one, which would be like a 10, like a term insurance policy uh-huh. or life insurance policy. So there's a, a, CI term 10. So it covers you for 10 years uh-huh. and then it would renew. Um, there's a, a CI to age 75. Uh-huh. So in this case, the male age 40, thir- uh, up to age 75, or you can get a permanent CI policy, which takes you right up to age 100. So for 50 grand a 10-year term policy costs $28 a month. Mm. Mm. So for 28 bucks a month from 40 to 50, and then maybe from 50 to 60 during those peak earning years, when you really need this protection, you can cover yourself for pennies. Mm. Like it's, not a lot of money. Mm -hmm. Now you can also add other features like return of premium and other things that help, you know, reduce the cost or make it more effective from an investment perspective, I guess. Um, if you go with the 75 to age 75 policy, 50 grand is 64 a month and a permanent policy is 71 bucks a month. So, you know, at the end of the day, 30 bucks a month, Mm -hmm. you know, $360 to cover yourself off on a losses of up to 20 grand or more for a stroke. And take away all that stress as well. Mm. So, anyway, that's I think the key thing is uh, is really recognizing that heart attack, stroke is has a big impact on our lives financially and beyond just the numbers as well, mm-hmm. and uh, that there are solutions that are worth looking into in terms of uh, critical illness and even long term care insurance as well.
2: And really, that could easily be another New Year's resolution: mm-hmm. get the proper amount of insurance mm-hmm. for a dollar a day. Yeah. You know, it sounds funny, yeah. but we we literally talk about, you know, different things we spend a dollar on, whether it be a coffee or, la- or I probably or do you, cost where more than that. that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think McDonald's had a deal oh, there in December for a dollar, <laughs> any size for a dollar, and that was oh, great. that's true. And yeah. I did use that a couple of times, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. again, it, it, these are the types of things that are not fun to have, but they're great to have if you happen to be unfortunate enough to go through critical in this or or life or death and and helping the family get through those periods of time so Mm -hmm. again review insurance Mm -hmm. that would be number seven on our list Mm -hmm. and I I can't stress that enough we always go through that during a financial review number eight would be to fast track um, your debt trying to pay off your your debt a little quicker Mm -hmm. nothing worse and the big pet peeve of mine is just doing the minimum payment yeah it will take you 37 years, okay? Mm. If you got the credit card (laughs) and you just do the minimum payment. Actually, I don't know if it ever gets paid off. I'll be dead, I don't have to worry about it. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, actually, what we're talking about insurance, kind of interesting is, um, look at the bank insurance you might have. If you have mortgage insurance through the institution you have the lending with, talk to your financial planner. That is very expensive, limiting. By far, you should get your own personal coverage Mm -hmm. because otherwise, as you're paying Mm -hmm. down the mortgage, the amount of your life insurance decreases with it. Yeah. yet the premium stays the same.. Yeah. And f- quite frankly, I find it at least the same price, if not more, mm-hmm. to get mortgage insurance than proper insurance right. through, through your financial planner. Mm-hmm. So I can't stress that enough either. Uh, number nine: get back on on get off those bad money habits. okay? And, and it, we all have them. It might be eating out too often i um, splurging on pets. Is is the new one? Okay, they have all these things called Bark Box or Bowser Box, or oh, and people. It's amazing what people spend on pets.
1: Yeah, absolutely incredible. And I yet- thought you were going to talk about the University of Guelph, <laughs> the hospital <laughs> where they oh, did, yeah. the veterinary yeah. clinic. Yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't
2: go there. But <laughs> no, I'm just talking about spoiling your pets. Okay, um, and it's kind of interesting that you know there's so many different ways to spend money, and and here's another perfectly good one, and. These type of things, it's like forty, fifty dollars a month. And you got this box of pet goodies that show up at your door every month, <laughs> and and again, yet the same people might have a credit card balance. So again, maybe take a, a year off the pet splurge. Okay, mm-hmm. full price, full price. I clothing. know people
0: that are in that industry that sell pet insurance, uh, mm-hmm. pet cremation. Wow, I mean, it's amazing. It's how a huge much industry. will put mm-hmm. people will put towards their mm-hmm. pets.
2: Yeah, absolutely incredible. And, uh, you know, and there's other things with high markups, uh, full price clothing. I know there's sometimes you have no choice, but we all just came through the Boxing Day sales. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely incredible. And they're still making money, by the way, at those prices.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> okay. So when they're 75% off, they're not, they, quite often, they're still making a profit on those. Yeah. It gives you an idea. I'm how not much worried about
0: that, Don. <laughs> <laughs>
2: So, again, looking at uh, sales, again, if you are going to buy, do it in advance. Or, again, even uh, look after the fact, Cyber Monday, Mm -hmm. um, whatever. There's such great deals then to make those shopping splurges if you need to. Um, Enlist a friend. I thought this was a great idea to help you through those bad money habits. It's kind of like a workout buddy. Yeah. You know, you sit there and, you know, it's so much easier to say, you know what, I just don't feel that great today. I'm going to skip today's workout. But, oh, you know what, i got to meet my buddy at the gym. I can't let that person down. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing how you'll get up for that because you're working out with that person. Most have that. It's called a spouse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that was an option, unless they friend or spouse. Or maybe that's not a good idea. <laughs> okay. It's kind of interesting. Um, quite often, one spouse is better than the other with mm-hmm. money. Mm-hmm. But I do come across where they're both excellent or, unfortunately, yeah. both poor at yeah. money management. Yeah. And I came across this not long ago, and uh, it's, it's really, this is where having a friend or, or an outside person, other than a financial planner, because you're going to see your planner once or twice a year. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of time in between. Mm-hmm. And you may need somebody to, to bounce ideas off. So, and certainly we, you know, we have a lot of clients of, every kind of uh, a- any kind of situation. Mm-hmm. And uh, so to have a friend, that's not a bad idea. Automate your good habits, though. So pre-authorized check. What a great way to do it. It takes, the, takes that thinking out of it. Mm-hmm. You're just going to do it. Yeah. So if you're going to say, you know what? I'm going to increase my credit card payment every month. So you just do it automatically. Mm-hmm. I'm going to start my increase it with, the, uh, with my paycheck mm-hmm. for my group RSP. Increase it right away. And here's a great time to do it, get it done in January.
0: We are talking about financial resolutions. We are planning your financial future. I'm Scott Thompson. Andy Lister and Don Fox are here from IG Private Wealth Management. We're coming right back. We are planning your financial future. I'm Scott Thompson. Andy Lister and Don Fox are here from IG Private Wealth Management. Check out their website at andyanddon.com. There you can listen to old shows and ask a question via the listener inquiry button or as well, you can give them a call, 905-529-7165. You can do that now. Leave a message and they will get back to you. We're talking about financial New Year's resolutions. Yeah,
2: let, let's finish off this list here. There's still a whole lot of things that people can do. And it's, you know, it, it's so encompassing. So the next one here is do some home maintenance. Yeah. Things such as air filters, caulking, um, you know, inspection on your heating, air conditioning. Save money. We'll save money throughout the whole year. Yeah, yeah. Even timers on your thermostat. We always talk Leaky about it. faucets and toilets. You got it. Yeah. Yep. All those things, just get it done. <clears throat> another thing off the list, right? Cut that cord. Start using maybe Netflix or, or a competitor. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you're finding you're not watching, say, sports that is live, yeah. and you're doing a lot of series that are on Netflix, why are you paying this extra $100 yeah. a month? Yeah. It's yeah. absolutely incredible. From when we started where, you know, antenna was free and and cable was like $30 a month. Now we're looking at the whole package, $250 a month with cell phones, et cetera. Um, Preventative health. Get to the, get to that dentist and doctor. Mm -hmm. We talked about that in uh, CI. It's actually interesting. Even dentists can see um, heart issues Mm -hmm. through their teeth and gums Mm -hmm. and routine is covered. But if you have to replace a tooth, Mm -hmm. obviously it's not covered. A root canal is only half of it. So Doing the preventative maintenance could actually save a lot of money, especially your plan at work covers it anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, take a look at last year. Say, okay, what was what did I do well from the financial side and what did I do poorly? It's always good to reflect on the past and see where, where can you go this year. Number 14, rebalance that investment portfolio. You know, we had quite a volatile year last year and maybe it's time to take money from the fixed income and move it to the equities or vice versa, depending on where your situation is. Don't do a knee-jerk reaction based on the stock markets, but it's still a good idea to, re- to rebalance it. And not necessarily every year, but certainly it's a good thinking. Talk to your financial planner, see if it's worthwhile in your case to do that. Mm-hmm. Assemble, here's another 15, assemble a financial team. You may, you know, it's interesting. A lot of young people, you know, they've had their parents and so forth look after things, but now they don't have a financial planner. They may not have an account or a tax preparation service and they may not have a lawyer. Yeah. So make it this year, say, you know what? I'm gonna get my own financial team and get mm-hmm. it done this year. And, and certainly your parents may be a great source of, of referral, but also uh, uh, financial planners also have a lot of connections with different financial people. Yeah. So great idea to get that started. And uh, number 16, reevaluate your employee benefits. Take a look at your life insurance through work, your disability, and also with your life situations with kids and, and so forth. You may need less insurance so some of the plans out there you can change the coverage year by year on the medical side based on your situation so you know no sense paying for a plan that includes braces if your kids are past that age now right good point okay so take a look at that uh your benefit program uh number 17 call that credit card company um we talked about increasing your limit but also sometimes a phone call can decrease your interest rate.
0: Yeah,
2: I spoke to a, yeah. a, a couple last week, and uh, one card was nineteen point nine nine, as most are. And if you just changed to the other card, it was eleven point nine nine. Wow, you know, eight percent difference. Mm. And it was actually interesting how much money they would save while they're trying to pay it back, mm-hmm. just on that eight percent difference. And you know, listen not only to our show. There's a lot of uh, podcasts out there, but read a financial planning book this year. Mm. There's so many good ones out there yeah. and just get interested. I find the clients that are interested in financial planning do better. Yeah. They actually start doing f- far better financially because they're more interested. They're, they're tuned to what's going on. Mm. They're trying to save money. They're trying to save taxes. They're more in tune to accomplishing their goals. Um, number 15, close those unnecessary bank accounts. Mm. Quite often you're getting these bank fees. You're not even using the account now. Better to consolidate, maybe get it down to two, one if you ideally. But if you've got a lot of accounts uh, quite often, you're getting charged, even if yeah. you're not using it. Hmm. Uh, number tw- uh, 20, collect those loonies and toonies. Well, talk about bank accounts, you're not getting any, you're not making a return in there anyway. Yeah. So why not get your own adult piggy bank and use that for your trip every year, mm-hmm. okay? It's a great way to save. And uh, 21, calculate your net worth. It's always great to have a starting point. Now as financial planners, Andy and I do this in every meeting, or well, once a year anyway and look at your net worth to give us an idea. Are you going forward or backwards? Mm-hmm. And, and you know, including your house debt repayment, et cetera. It's kind of interesting if your debt goes up even in and, and your assets stay the same, your net worth is actually going down. Mm-hmm. Okay. So trying to make sure that your net worth is like a report card to see how that is changing over the time. And looking there, it's ask your financial planner or accountant how to lower taxes. Now, one thing, is to simply, you know, always trying to think, okay, what can I do to lower taxes? But unfortunately, we find people ask this question after the year's over, mm-hmm. okay? So they're not doing anything during the year. So then come April, they talk to their tax preparation person and says, oh, can you get that lower? There's no magic pill. Yeah, Look at it during the year. Uh, other than right now, the first two months of the year, you can make an RSP contribution. Mm-hmm. And uh, that will lower your 2018 tax return. But there is other things that you may consider during the course of the year that it might make sense to do at that time to lower your taxes. A good, perfect example is putting a a medical expense in one year rather than splitting it over two or three years. Right. Um, uh, We talked about braces. A lot of of them will give the option, do this over the next three years. Mm -hmm. Well, that will keep you under the limit so you never get to deduct it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so optimize your debt payment. And again you're looking at if you have certain debts so you have a mortgage that you have a line of credit you have a credit card it's interesting some people get emotionally attached to their their mortgage i just want to get that mortgage down yeah well the interest rates on that is two and a half percent that credit card's 20. Mm-hmm. Um, i also had a situation not long ago where a client was given some money in the bank call it ten thousand dollars and yet they owe ten thousand on a credit card well there was some emotion attached to that. I wanted to do something with that 10000 yeah. Meanwhile, the only winner in this game is the bank. Yeah. <laughs> okay? They're giving you 1% and the credit card's charging you 20. If you looked at this as a parking ticket, that's a $2,000 parking ticket per year, or even you broke it down, $166 parking ticket every month by doing it that way. Mm. You'd go nuts if that was a parking ticket. Think of debt the same way.
0: We are planning your financial future. I'm Scott Thompson. Andy Lister and Don Fox are here from IG Private Wealth Management, 905-529-7165. We're coming right back. We are planning your financial future. I'm Scott Thompson. Andy Lister and Don Fox are here from IG Private Wealth Management. You can call now and leave a message at 905-529-7165. Take a peek at their website as well at andyanddon.com. You can listen to old shows there or ask a question via the listener inquiry button. Talking about stock market performance of It was a volatile
1: period. Actually, yeah. it's bit, it still is it a volatile up period, and down, yeah. um, I think. Last Friday, we could go. The mark the stock market was up seven hundred points in the Dow Jones, and you know three and a half percent. So it's it's kind of it's been really all over the map. So
0: it this, this past the, week, it
1: depends if the president's on TV. Or
0: not. <laughs> yeah. yeah. This no this past
1: week, I, I've met with several clients, and of course, top of mind for them as well. How are we doing? And of course, you know, we know December was cruel. But um give us let let's hear it. Come on, we want to know how we're doing. And um so the one example that I just wanted to share, we were thinking about uh there's our people that are retired and so they're taking money out of their investments. Mm-hmm. So this is uh particularly concerned at this stage. And um I said, Well, one of the things that we started five years ago when we first set up your retirement plan was we created three pots of money. And pot number one <clears throat> was the conservative piece of money. And so if they had a million dollars, we had we put 200,000 into the conservative pot. The second pot was a medium risk in the middle and the third of uh, 400,000 and the third pot was 400,000 into the high risk. Mm-hmm. And so we looked 5 years later and this is till the end of December just now <clears throat> and the high risk one Uh, has done the best. It's averaged almost 7% over the last five years. The medium risk was about 5% and the low risk was just under 3%. -hmm. And so, but when they wanted to know how things went last year, I said, well, let's take a look at the three different pieces. And so the high risk piece uh, was down 7.6%. So it was about $30, $37,000 that it had declined over the course of the year. And um, now to put that into context, the uh, the Toronto stock market was down just just under 9% last year. And the Dow Jones Industrial, the US market, was down 5.6%. So 76 was mm. kind of right in the range of where we should be on a high r- higher risk, high equity portfolio. The medium risk pool was down, uh, 5% minus 5%. So it was down about, um, uh, I think it was about 20 grand. And the low risk pool was down 1.1%. So on the 200 grand, it was, I think it worked out to 1700 bucks. And what it showed us and what it just reinforced to them is that it doesn't matter if, if the markets are doing poorly. And they said, you know what? You told us from day one, it was always great when you came every year and told us we made money, but you also told us every year that there's going to be a year when we're going to lose money. Mm -hmm. And this was the year where it went down. And uh, so we're ready and we're not not going to panic or do anything. But it's nice to know that that conservative piece is something if we need to go to, they were talking about buying a trailer and it might cost about 25 grand. So if we needed to get 25 grand, we could go to that conservative piece and really not sweat about. We're selling low, that Mm -hmm. type of thing. So it was was comforting to them and it just reinforced, you know, there's a game plan in place and it's just part of the financial planning process. Yeah, part of the journey. Try to make that confident retirement for everybody. And the second thing that happened, this was another client meeting that I had, I wanted to review their taxes because they had just retired. And so we looked at their 20, they didn't have their 2018 information, but I looked back at their 2017 information and I discovered that there was an error. There was an error in that they had been paying uh, advisory fees for their investments, which is pretty normal, and that's tax deductible on line two twenty one on your tax return as a carrying charge. And so, I was looking at their carrying charge item for twenty seventeen, and I, it just seemed low. And so, in fact, when I went back and we pulled out all the slips, they had the, the accountant had missed a nine thousand dollar advisory fee payment that would have saved them about you know three grand in tax. Mm-hmm. And so then I got then we thought, you know what, let's dig a little deeper. So I went back to two thousand and sixteen, that was fine. Two thousand and fifteen, the same thing happened. Another nine thousand dollars of advisory fees that wow. didn't get deducted. So in total, actually it worked out to just under twenty grand. That we discovered that had not been uh, added, done on their tax return. That's going to save them six thousand dollars. It's a good down payment on a trailer. I was just saying, and, that. and yeah, that's yeah, what we talked go, about. So we got excited. It was a different client, but <laughs> oh, okay. Um, but they were <laughs> they're going on a river cruise, oh, and so they were the happy cruise, yeah. that that was going to help pay for their river cruise. So you know, it, I just can't tell you how much when you think about optimizing your retirement and optimizing your financial life. Sitting down with a financial planner, a CFP is going to help uncover and leave you no stone unturned. That's mm. the goal.
2: Mm. And the other thing, it's actually interesting, we also protect against emotion. This time last year, what was everybody talking about? Well, I can tell you right now, it was about all these Bitcoin millionaires.
0: Yeah. You're right. <laughs> okay. That's right. yeah. This
2: time last year, yeah. and weed stock. Yeah. Okay, so weed stock had went from wherever, let's call it like $20 for one particular stock, up to 76 mm-hmm. and it's currently $35. Mm-hmm. There is one wild ride there. Yeah. Okay, depending on in where more you- In go- one. <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. And depending on where you went in, you could have actually made some money last year yeah. in weed stock. Sure. But we're not that good at guessing. And our crystal ball isn't quite that good. But hey, if you want to take that ride, go for maybe a small piece of a sliver of your portfolio. But Bitcoin, on the other hand, for those that feel, geez, I missed the boat on that one, you really didn't. It went down 42%. Yeah. 42%. And from, I remember speaking with clients last year, it was like this party going on. Yeah. There's this massive Bitcoin cryptocurrency party, and I want to get in on it. And we were all over it saying, don't touch it. This is, there's no value attached to it. This is what people feel it's worth. Now it may do okay, but you're betting on a currency yeah. and you can't get much riskier than that. So again, part of a financial planner's job is to kind of keep people in check and keep that emotions mm-hmm. in check. And knock them down off the edge. Or yeah, or just leaving the office. Yeah. Don't you get off anywhere near the edge
0: and stick to the plan and that will get you where you want to go. We have been planning your financial future. I'm Scott Thompson. Andy Lister and Don Fox have been here from IG Private Wealth Management. You can call now and leave a message at 905-529-7165 or take a peek at the website at andyanddon.com. You can ask a question there via the listener inquiry button or listen to old shows. Thank you, gentlemen. We'll see you next week. Thanks, Scott.